Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It is a Monday. I'm here, of course, with uh, Matt Williamson, as I am every day between four and six. And uh, well, Matt, the uh, the Steelers finally put points on the board. Finally hit the thirty point mark for the first time uh, since November twenty first of last year, which would be one year ago today. And much like that game, they lose. Uh, <laughs> losing to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals thirty seven thirty. Some some positives that come out of the game. Some obviously some negatives when you lose like that. Uh, but uh, this, the uh, situation is now they're three and seven, and well, on to uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, exactly. Um, certainly, a lot of positives. I mean, there is progress with many aspects of this team. But of course, everyone harps on, which I get. It's a results based business that. You let up 37 points to a Bengals team that lost Mixon seven or eight snaps in and didn't have Jamar Chase. And Pickett and the offense in the second half was terrible. It wasn't good enough. Yeah, that's why he lost. I mean, Joe Burrow was the best player on the field. He was an absolutely tremendous um, performance by him, even though he was missing some of his best weapons. Um, that's scary going forward because the quarterbacks in this division and this conference are – unbelievably strong and look like they're only getting better, but there's things to build off. I mean, I think you and I don't harp on just the positives, just the negatives on these Mondays, win or lose. And today's a perfect example. Yeah. I mean, we, we do try to, uh, you know, look at both sides of this thing. And uh, so, so let's take a look at some of the positives now uh, for the second game in a row, Kenny Pickett, no turnovers. Now, that doesn't mean that he was uh, perfect or anything of the sort. I thought he missed sure. some throws in this game um, that uh, he, you know, he needs to make. But, you know, uh, again, you, you're 20, 25 of 42 for 265 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, is it passer rating of 86? At, at one point, he was over 100 in this game. Uh, they ran the ball effectively once again. Uh, Najee yeah. Harris looks like he is uh, – a different back right now since they've uh, come out of the break, and I thought he, I thought he started to show that uh, just before the, uh, you know, they had their bye week as well. But uh, he looks like he's uh, just different here. They're they're running him more downhill, which suits his style a lot mm-hmm. better. You don't see as much sideways running with him now. Um, you know, Fryermuth is Fryermuth. I thought the offensive line came off the ball again well. Um, mm-hmm. 
they stopped the run. They won the turnover battle. They won on third downs. The one area where they didn't win was A, on the scoreboard, but B, in terms of uh, yards per play allowed. Uh, Yeah. The the Bengals were a full yard ahead of them. Uh, The Steelers averaged 5.2 yards per play. The Bengals averaged 6.3. Yeah, and let's just kind of maybe pick through those one by one. I mean, speaking of pick, let's go with Pickett. I mean, the – there were three things I thought were very positive from Kenny's play yesterday. And you kind of touched on them is once again, no turnovers. I mean, if this team loses turnover battles, especially to a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, they're, they're not going to be in games right now. I mean, uh, with where the, the state of the team and quarterback are, but I, I thought his decision-making was good and he didn't put the ball in harm's way. And the bottom line is they did not turn the ball over. Phenomenal. Great. That, that, that's step one. Good. Um, the thing that I was very, very critical of Pickett in the Saints game was his play from the pocket. Um, I thought he felt rushes that weren't there. I thought he ran into uh, blitz or pass rushers. I thought he dropped his eyes, ran unnecessarily, discarded the play too early. I thought that was much better in this game. I, I liked how he navigated the pocket, especially compared to the Saints situation, uh, a, a great deal. So that was a big step forward. No, it doesn't mean that every week's going to go forward. And then the other thing I was impressed with Pickett, too, is he attacked one-on-one matchups. Uh, and that sounds easy, but I have not seen the L-22. You were there. Maybe you have a better feeling for this than I do, but – my hunch watching the game twice from the TV copy was Cincinnati treated Deontay Johnson like a number one receiver yes. and didn't, you know, and, and so that always leaves a ripple effect. And when he had Pickens one-on-one, he went there. When he had Fryermuth one-on-one, he went there. And as a result, Johnson didn't have great numbers and that might blow people away. Why would anyone treat Deontay Johnson like a number one receiver? Because he is, and he's open all the time. The teams that know him treat him that, that way. And if you watch tape, everyone treats Johnson with great respect. And Pickett realized that and attacked one-on-one matchups, which a lot of quarterbacks won't, especially young ones. I'd still like to see them scheme up some things for Deontay Johnson in those situations. Agreed. Agreed. Um, you know, the, I, There was a quote that I used in my, my 10 thoughts from Zach Taylor. Uh, T. Higgins was not targeted in the first quarter of this game. Mm-hmm. And then they came out in their fir- the Bengals came out in their first possession of the second quarter. Higgins was targeted four consecutive times. Yeah, yeah. And Zach Taylor was asked about that, and he said, "Hey, you know, T came to me and and uh, said he had you know some ideas on some routes or, that he thought he could be get open on." And obviously, he did. Uh, they were going with matchups. They were they put mm-hmm. him in the slot. It, it's tougher to, to double team a guy out of the slot. And yep. it gave them some some matchups that uh, you know he was able to win pretty consistently, and he ends up with nine catches for 140 plus yards uh, in the game uh, on 13 targets after not being targeted at all, 148 yards at all in the first quarter. Very interesting, and I'm not contradicting you. I'm just curious that were the Steelers. I mean. It, at the end of the day, nobody cares about our fantasy teams or Deontay's right. stat line. You know, uh, did the Steelers, like like the Bengals to me, if it's not Higgins without Chase in the, in the mix, well, they don't have enough to beat you. So let's scheme things up for T. Okay, and he's a very, very good player. And 
another conversation we need to have is Steelers coverage versus top 20 type receivers has not been good this year. And it was not again in this one. But I wonder, and I'm not defending the Steelers on this this one. I'm just wondering what their thought process is, which we'll never know, of course, is if you're going to put that much attention to Deontay, we'll live with it and we'll take the one-on-one matchups elsewhere. And this just won't be his day. But yeah. I'm with you in terms yeah. of scheming things up for your best players. Is it hasn't been a strength of the team? No, I, I think you know you can't allow the other team to dictate necessarily where the football goes. If, if you remember, I mean, Antonio Brown was constantly double teamed during his time oh, with right, the Steelers, right. always. But Ben Roethlisberger, he and Ben Roethlisberger figured out ways to get him the football, and it didn't mm-hmm. matter that he was double teamed. I mean, when one of the guys double teaming Deontay Johnson. Is Mike Hilton down the field? Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still throwing right, yeah. that. Yeah, Mike Hilton in a safety is not a is not a true double team. It just isn't. No, and, and I think no, that's I hear a, you there. that's the young quarterback not trusting uh, his star receiver to make a play in those kind of situations. Uh, you know, so I, I'd like to see them not allow the other team to take their best guy out of the game. Uh, I, I think that's situations. a strong point. I think that's a strong point. And and real quick along those lines is, you know, what you could do, I mean, many, there's many route concepts you could do too. Like you said, we rarely see Pickens or Deontay in the slot. It's harder to double out of the slot. A lot of corners won't follow. We don't see a lot of bunch sets. Like they used to run a ton of bunch with AB, you know, and it's just, you have three guys in a bunch and how am I going to double this one? Because I got to react to the other two, like some of those types. Well, yeah, it's tough because you can't you know. put you can't put four or five guys over top of the of the bunch, right? Because you then can't they'll put just your run. They just run the ball the other way. That's that's right, the beauty of that, right. you know. So. And, and it's you know you're reacting to something super quick, like okay, two of us have him, but this guy's running across or right in front of my face, and how do I get back? I mean, it's just a lot happening quickly. You know? Yeah, I, I thought the other thing that the Bengals did and did well. Uh, was targeting the running backs. Uh, P. Ryan, of course, had yeah. three touchdowns. He had four catches for 52 <laughs> yards on four targets. Joe Mixon, three catches for 42 yards on three targets. So Joe Burrow, when targeting the running backs, was seven for seven for 94 yards. That, just as much as, as T. Higgins, is a reason why you lost the game. Because the, none of their other receivers did anything. Tyler Boyd right. was non-existent. Tyler Boyd was two, two for, Burrow was two for seven for forty-two yards targeting Tyler Boyd. Uh, you know, I don't think he had his first catch till his fourth quarter. He did. I mean, right. like, he was non-existent. But those those run after the catch, Burrow threw three passes. I don't know if you you, you knew this stat, Matt. Burrow That's crazy. Th- I, I three, saw it. Yeah. Three passes at or behind the line of scrimmage, and all three went for touchdowns. Yeah, that can't happen. Can't happen. And they were all to Pirine. Um, yeah. You know, that's all yards after the catch. You've got to get that yeah. guy in the ground. Yep, absolutely. I, I thought that was a huge problem with the defense overall was run after catch, but particularly to the backs, particularly the P Ryan. And it's not just one person's problem, but Spillane deserves a lot of blame for yeah, this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's still continuing, you know, looking at the snap counts today, he's playing almost, I mean, the three inside linebackers basically played the exact same numbers of snaps. He played 38, Bush played 35, Jack played 41. Like, I don't understand that distribution, especially when you have three safeties available now 
And uh, I mean, I just can't have him in coverage anymore. And he's not the only one to blame for those after the, after the catch stats that are ugly. But um, I think that would be the step in the right direction is demoting him. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I mean, those the, typically those running back catches, though, if you're in man-to-man defense, even if you're not in man defense, mm-hmm. that's the linebackers. That's right, their job. Right, right. That's why I singled that out. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I, I don't think it was necessarily Jack and Bush who were being targeted in those situations. It was more to me right. Spillane because, you know, early in the game, Pirine's in there on passing downs. He's their passing down back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so uh, that that's, you know, that that's just a mismatch. It just is. It just is. And I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't been exploited more this year. Like the Saints game comes to mind. If you watch the tape, Spillane on Kamara is not even competitive. And for whatever reason, the ball didn't go to Kamara as much as it should have. I'm sure they regretted that on Monday when they watched the tape, but there's many instances. And if he's out there for 38 snaps, and sure, they blitz him a lot on those situations, and it's dime, and there's a lot of other good coverage people out there. But if there's a weak link, Burrow and those type of guys, the cerebral quarterbacks are going to attack it relentlessly. Yeah, but if you take those those running back catches out of the equation, and obviously you can't, Mm -hmm. Burrow's then 17 of 30 uh, for 240 yards in the game. Yeah, much different. (laughs) Again, one touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, You probably win the game. And the Bengals fans are like, boy, we really miss Chase, and we need one more weapon. And, you know, why is uh, that receiver whose name I escaped me that played a lot in this game, why is he out there that much? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's a different narrative, but you can't take those out, and I'm not saying you're implying that you do, but even if you just tackle the catch or allow three or four-yard gains there, just don't the big stuff. You yeah, know? It's, it's tough to not give up a catch in those situations because the throw is obviously a quick throw, um, but you can't allow 94 yards to the to the running backs. You just can't. Those are, that's, I mean, no, that's almost no. all run after the catch. Yeah, and and you're going to see it again player. and again and again until you stop it. Now, no, yeah, 100. percent And P Ryan's a fine player, but he's not Christian McCaffrey or Kamara. Yeah, you know? I mean, he had seven career touchdowns coming into this season. Mm-hmm. He had three. And yesterday. I, <laughs> that's that's just <laughs> boggles the mind. Yeah, no, it's that was a problem, obviously. Yeah, and uh, I mean, their their ability to defend Higgins as well as that to me were. Really, the big problems with the defense, like 
I know people are killing the defense, and the big narrative is this is the most expensive defense in the league. They have to carry the team. I get that, and they did not play as well as they should. But much of the game, the defense was not a problem to me. I thought the defense was very competitive for a large portion of that game. If not, at one point, I thought they were controlling the line of scrimmage, too. Yeah, yeah, they gave up two ninety-plus yard drives. I mean, those those hurt. Um, but there was another, yes, you know, that was bad. before the second ninety-plus yard drive, they get a three and out on mm-hmm. a ball that was, you know, it, it had the, the Bengals punting from you know inside their own twenty and got the the offensive ball back at midfield. And again, the offense doesn't do anything with that. Um, they get a they get a run from Najee Harris for thirteen yards. Then they get a holding penalty. Then they get the ineligible downfield. And no, that was a brutal it's sequence. First and twenty-five, and you don't get any of it back until four until mm-hmm. third down. Like you got yeah. you, it's first and twenty-five. You got to at least get yourself back in the field goal range. Yeah, yeah, and I, I read your column on Steelers.com with the ten thoughts, and I didn't realize it until reading what you said. And I'm trying to find it now. You probably know better than I do, but you know those those, those two drives were ninety-two and ninety-three yards, but there were. Many, and because I can't find the number in front of me, um, Steeler offensive drives that were what ninety-seven seconds or less. Oh, you know, yeah, like it was just nuts, brutal. I mean, and again, the, the third I mean, quarter was a was a complete waste of offense for the Steelers. Yeah, they had four and pose- four possessions and four three and outs. Yeah, you know, including and, one in which T.J. Watt makes an interception. The first play coming out of that, the first play coming out of that is a throw into the end zone. To Zach Gentry with three guys around him. I yeah. <laughs> I, I, I looked at Jerry Dulux sitting next to me, and I said, I'm not sure. I don't know what I'm more surprised by, that the fact that the Steelers ran Zach Gentry down the seam. And, and for, I believe Fryermuth was hurt at that point. He took the knee to the, to the stomach uh, before, oh, yeah. prior to that. Right in the ribs, right. Yeah. Uh, but you run a play that has Zach Gentry running to the end zone, and then you throw the ball into triple coverage with Zach Gentry. To Zach Gentry, yeah. I don't know if that's more Why surprising that or the fact that the Bengals triple covered Zach Gentry. <laughs> Just the way it went, or they all read pickets out. I, something that's because right. I, 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 there's just no way that that uh, that you know that happens. The ball's got to go somewhere else, and you know it can't go. There's into, no way there's a good result of that. No, it can't go into triple coverage to to Zach Gentry, who's a fine player, but that is not his. You know, it's not Gronk. No, right. no. Uh, and that play wasn't, you know, and it just, those are the little things, you know, again, mm-hmm. you get three points out of that and that looks great. Okay. Now it's 24, 23, but you got to get more out of that. The, the offense yeah. and the defense gave you the ball at the 20. You got to cash that in. You got to cash that in. Yeah. I, I thought field position, um, return games were big aspects of this as well. Uh, here's the number you cited was five of the Steelers, eight second half drives went for 97 seconds or fewer five of eight were a minute and a half or less. And I know when you look at the end of the stat sheet, boy, time of possession was pretty equal. Defense wasn't on the field, 90 plays like they were against the Bengals the first time around. There's no excuse for being tired. Give me five minutes so I can finish my Gatorade and go back out, (laughs) you know, during the third quarter. You know I mean? It was rough. Yeah, yeah, you can't, especially after, you know, you moved, if you look at the first half, they went three and out on their opening possession. Okay, so did the Bengals. Then it turned into, I, you know, I score, you score, I score, you score. 
uh, until the interception by the Steelers, and they go down and they get the field goal at the end of the half. And you're thinking, okay, first of all, they got 20 points and a half. Secondly, they've, yeah. they've regained the momentum here. They gained a little momentum because now they've got the ball coming out of the half. They're up 20 to 17. And then you come out in the second half and you run three plays, get one yard and punt. Yeah, brutal. You get the yeah, ball absolutely. back. Uh, you get the ball back. You go three plays, six yards, punt. Uh, three plays, six yards, punt. Interception, mm-hmm. four yards, six, uh, four plays, six yards, and a field goal. That's just not good enough. No, that's not good enough. I mean, uh, there seems to be a lot of debate today of who's more to blame, the offense or the defense, and everyone's just accustomed to blaming the offense. But it's they go hand in hand. I mean, the complimentary football wasn't there when the defense does a good thing and gets you a good field position. You don't make it count. You know, you don't put the dagger in. And, you know, when the offense was rolling, great and then it just stalls in the second half and forces a defense into a really difficult situation and burrows heating up and they're figuring out ways to get it to higgins and tackling slacking as we started this the, the conversation with and that, that ends up in losses yeah uh just um again you're you know it's it's difficult to beat uh good young quarterbacks mm-hmm. in those situations and, and and not even a young just a good quarterback in those yeah, situations, right, right. in fact, if you look at the the two quarterbacks, the last the last two times the Steelers have scored thirty points, thirty or more points, they lost to the Chargers, who obviously have a good young quarterback, and now they've lost mm-hmm. to uh, the Burrow in the in the Bengals. You can't waste those opportunities, but you know that's uh, just today's NFL. Yeah. The difference in this one to me, though, was the fact that the Steelers uh, in that game last year against Herbert in the Chargers. They scored 27 points in the fourth quarter of that game. It was not wow. it was not necessarily a competitive game over, you know, throughout the course of the game. This one was competitive throughout the course of the game mm-hmm. until you had that dead period. You know, it's just Yeah. You can't have a dead period yeah. against a good quarterback. See what's what was my biggest takeaway from that game and you mentioned the Chargers. And to me, Burrow and Herbert are on the same level of these guys are great players right now, but they're not quite Mahomes. Nobody is. They're not quite the best. And if you watch Sunday Night Football, Herbert drives his team down with like two minutes in, gets a score. They go up by four, I think. It was more than three. They had, it was four, yeah. Herbert, yeah, Herbert's fist pumping and psyched as can be. Mahomes looks like he's just like, Smoking a cigarette on the sideline board, yeah. like just rolled out of bed and he's ready. Okay, I got to right. go and do this again. <laughs> and you gave me two whole minutes to do it, like, <laughs> and he still had two timeouts. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. And that's just what the league is. You know, for Burrow and Herbert to get to the Mahomes level is a huge mother. May I step forward? You know, for Pickett, and I'm not killing Kenny to get to the Burrow level is three steps for, forward. You know, I mean, it's just when you have one of those dudes. It's brutal. I mean, it's a massive advantage. Oh, it definitely is. There's no doubt about yeah. that. And, um, you know, well, the Steelers will live to play again. I, neither one of us expected them to sweep the Bengals this year. We both no, picked no. the Bengals to win this game. Actually, we both picked them to win the first game, too, I think. No, I might have picked an upset. No, I did think I did pick an upset there, didn't I? I can't remember. Uh, I, I, that I don't remember. I, I think I did because of the offensive line stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, just, uh, you know, it was there for them to win and they just let it slip out of their grasp. 
Um, there was, you know, so and there was a lot of good. There was a little more bad than there was good. The results were bad. Um, and this, you know, where do we go from here? Just keep churning them out and try to get better. Yeah, roll into the next one. See if you can beat the Indianapolis Colts on Monday night. You can check out the Steelers Week in Review. It's hosted by Wesley Euler. It's a recap of the previous game as well as a look at the Steelers' next opponent. New episodes drop every Tuesday. They're available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.